Comrade, how are you? Oh, man, I can't believe you started it like that. Wow. How are you, Alex? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Living life, living life. Uh, hoping that the games I have left in fantasy today, I can pull a late comeback. But I'm very upset. I'm very, I'm very mad at you. I'm 50 points away, and I have a total of seven games. Who's this? These are the guys who I have to have big games from. And I'm actually pretty confident. And if anyone can pull me ahead last minute, it's these guys Sebastian Ajo, yeah. Nylander, Marshan, Pasternak, Nakast, McAvoy. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that those guys can get it. And uh, I date, I, I'm assuming Swayman is not starting against the Canes. Probably going to be all Mark. But Probably. yeah. But I, I feel confident that uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna at least put up a fight. We don't go down, we go down swinging in the yeah fantasy team. That is true. Oh, Alex! Oh, Alex! On the, on the Care Bears, on the Caulfield Care Bears that no longer has Cole Caulfield because obviously he's gone, <laughs> done for this season. Oh, it's it's difficult watching Habs games nowadays, Alex. I'm kind of annoyed with myself for watching the Sens one last night. Well, Sens actually, you know, have had a big, big week on this podcast, technically. See, I've noticed because obviously the geography of Southern Ontario and well, Canada, I should say, you know, it feels like every time we have a Saturday or a Sunday episodes, it's just sort of like, ah, Leafs and Habs both play Brad's, ah, here we go, they both played the Sens, and we, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of annoying. Sure, yeah. like, there's a lot to talk about. Because then we have to talk about the Sens. Yeah, and I just don't care about them. I don't. They aren't rivals to me. I don't think of this ends. But that fan base is just so. What's the word? Annoying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to use, you know, that kind of word. But I'm just saying they're always um. Up your ass. Your, I mean, okay. I was going to say, you know, in your face. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Alex, it's it's a blizzard outside. Eh? It's getting. It's it's no. I can't wait to go outside. Uh... Later this afternoon to shovel the driveway. Rip, rip, rip. Okay, so, oh, goodness gracious, Alex. As I take off my glasses, because I realize we may have to talk about the Vancouver Canucks later. Do we? Uh, I don't think we have to, but it's oh, at the point uh, where Ilya Mikheyev has to go on Twitter and say, yeah, I, you know, uh, I think my ACL wasn't it was pro- handled properly. It's like, man, I don't care anymore. They're just such a mess of a team. You know what I mean? Yes. I just want one episode where they're not in the headlines and we don't have to talk about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's save them till the end. So how about we open with a good story? That being Matt Berlin. E-bug last night. So not a traditional e-bug. So I learned that there's technically different kinds of e-bugs, right? Okay. From the ECT, E-C-K YouTube channel, you know, the guy who does those short few-minute videos on games. Yeah. Uh, really, really good hockey YouTube channel. And he talked about how this – so this was kind of like an amateur tryout-type e-bug emergency backup goalie, as we know. So if Are he they all was, like that? So there's that, and that's where – during game day, they're unable to dress two goalies, which was the case because Stuart Skinner was hurt. And then there's your typical e-bug that's always there, and then something happens to the, during the game, which David Ayres was the thing. So fun fact, 
if Berlin was the David Ayers type emergency backup goalie, he could not have come in the last two minutes like the Oilers did. But because he was this amateur day of contract thing that he signed, technically he was able to. So and yeah, the big story is that the Oilers were were cruising towards the end of their their game last night in the lead, looking great, all this type of stuff. David hits ninety points, love to see it. Um, he's a monster, he's a maniac. Um, but yeah, with a few minutes left, Jay Woodcroft puts in the e bug, young um, young man, memory he'll always remember. One save, one save in those two minutes. Uh, apparently, it was mainly from the bad guys on the bench. Connor McDavid had a big showing on that. Apparently, big push for it. It's weird to see McDavid sort of say anything. Let's be honest here, but um, a really, really nice story. And you missed uh, you missed out on one crucial point. That he's a sports goalie. Exactly. See, I couldn't remember the details, so I was stalling to pass it to you before I double checked it. Goes to the university <laughs> or plays for the University of Alberta. Um, yeah, no. yeah, technically retires if he never plays again with a 1.0 save percentage. Wow. He should just retire. Yeah, I mean, you Screw know. Screw it. <laughs> it's a good story, obviously. Love uh, love seeing the U sports. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm happy to be really about that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I had to bring it up. I don't think you had to. I think it was a I choice. Did. Unless, no, you I know, to. unless there's to. a certain other fellow alumni of TMU who's at the other side with a gun to your head saying I, sports, I don't think he's there. No, nope, I had to bring it up. Okay, well, Alex, that's it. And that's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, check <laughs> us out on every social media that there is. Uh, but no, I just, you know, there's been so much negativity around the sport the last couple of days that I thought we could open with a fun story. Yeah, around the sport, around the city. Yeah, I mean, you know, around, uh, I mean, a lot. Hey, do you know, we're not doing too much better in Toronto with the TTC right now, Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The first time we actually mentioned it, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant around Edmonton. No, no, I'm I'm not always trying to make digs at Edmonton. I was talking about Toronto. Sorry, I guess I should have made that clear. Yeah, well, you know, things happen. (laughs) Fortunately, there's too few many things happening, be too many stabbings, but it's really, it's, it's funny. So you know how um, I don't know your normal route, but the way I do it is when I take my go transit, I am without giving the full details of my commute, obviously. Um, but like I go from Union, obviously, um, to Dundas, and there's obviously a way where you certainly stand like after you get onto Dundas, where like you stand on the other side of the cart so like because obviously king and queen it opens on one side and the doors open yeah. a different screen so you just kind of chill in the little pocket right once you get onto the cart but i purposely went to a section that no one was there because i was just kind of worried like what if i get stuck? seriously i was like no, i, I know, always I thought know, about I do i walk to school today from union but then i was like no because it was snowy it's a, everywhere it's but a like, blizzard but hey john tory that's where we are right now <laughs> I'm contemplating walking in a blizzard rather than dealing with the TTC. With the TTC. Like, come on. What are we doing? No, yesterday, uh, I subwayed down from Finch all the way to Bloor. I waited 20 minutes at Finch for the subway for the the subway to leave because there was an incident at uh, Shepherd, Young and Shepherd. And so they shut down Finch to Lawrence for whatever reason. I don't know why. Then we leave, and I'm we we're just about to pull into Rosedale, and they announce that there's no subway state. They're bypassing Bloor, 
because of a um, security incident and I need to get off at Bloor so I can go to St. George. Then they say there's also no service running at Young, which is the line to uh, stop. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is an issue because I need to get to St. George. Yeah. So I ended up walking from Rosedale to St. George because I just didn't have another option. I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. It's like a kilometer and a half. That's not the worst thing. No, no, it's not the worst thing. It was just extremely inconvenient. But whatever. John Tory, figure it out, man. What are we doing here? Anyway, Uh, we should probably talk about hockey now. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to hockey. I don't even know where we want to go. I'm just so deflated after that conversation. Oh, you know, let's just talk about the Habs. I don't want to, but let's just just get this out the way. All right. Um, One of the worst efforts of the season on Hockey Night in Canada against the Ottawa Senators. They get shut out. I don't remember if the final score was 4 0, 5 0. I'm not looking. I'm not rewatching the highlights. Um, The only good story was Owen Beck getting the emergency recall, already going back to Peterborough because the CHL and the rules of the emergency recall literally have the NHL over a barrel with them, and it's embarrassing. Um, But, hey, uh, Owen Beck gets the call up. His parents were at the game. It was really nice. Yeah, I mean, other than the score. Yeah. yeah, We won't talk about the game. Good story. That's it. Yeah. Just, you know, thank you for wasting my Saturday night. I appreciate it. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators are doing that to Team Saley. Yeah, just no, just no effort. Want to, I mean, yeah. So that happened with the Leafs as well. Okay, so yeah, Matt Murray was supposed to start. Uh huh. There's something that goes on at warm up. At first, I saw that it was something to do with a knee lander shot, and then I saw something about his knee. What the hell was going on with Matt Murray? Uh, it was. I think it's his ankle. His ankle is what is what I read. So it has nothing to do with the groin. Okay. Um, I bring up the groin because that was the injury at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with the Nylander shot, apparently. Okay. That's what was it. that? Just got stung up. Oh, God. I don't know. That's that's all I know. You, does, I know as much as you. It, it does result in Samsonov going in last minute and getting his first regulation loss at home. Apparently. Oh, were they at home? That is. Were they? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. they were Friday night. You're right. They You're were. Right. They were. Did they you, were. You're right. Sorry. Yo, did you see that video of the dude who was wearing like the like the Leafs helmet? And he had like a Leafs that like flag around him, and he just walked out into the arena from like the concourse and just yelled Leafs or whatever. No. Yeah, no, it was going around. I think it was. Um, I forget what site was posting it. But I remember watching the video like the day after the Sens game. I was like, "What?" I'm, you can see the scoreboard, and it's right at the start of the game. I'm like, what game did he go to? When I see the Sens or the other team, I'm like, ah. "Oh no, I did not see that." Did no, not see that was, going around. Uh, he had a bad night. Samsonov or the guy? The guy. Bo- well, both. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, that was um, whole team did. The whole team did. Listen, like I'm not gonna. I'm a big proponent of not every single loss needs to be a referendum, right? Like that. I but that being said, this is the frustrating part. Is like, and I'm not okay. I'm gonna say it like this, but I want to be clear. I'm not discrediting Ottawa, and then I'm not discrediting Montreal because I think you look at that Munch the game they played against Montreal, and I think there are patterns there too, where I think they lose themselves the game. 
they just lose themselves the game. They because they walk into most games. No, that for the most part they can win most games. Yeah, walk in and, the favor. Yeah, yeah, and then they walk out sometimes like that, and it's like that's the frustrating part. Is like you have ga- you have games like that two within the last week and a half where it's like you you've just lost yourself the game because of your effort, and I'm not, and again. Not discrediting Ottawa or Montreal in this case, and in, in, in this case, like obviously they played really good games. Like it's not like the, it was five two against the Sens. What was the score against Montreal? Why can't I remember? I'm double checking it, man. I'm not. Four, no, five, no, 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 no. Montreal against Toronto. What was the score oh. last week? Three <laughs> two no, no. um, OT. Right, and they and Toronto was up. Right, and they yeah, and, and they lost, and they they blew. They blew the lead, which whatever. That's the frustrating part is that they lose themselves games when, again, like at the end of the day, I don't think whether you play Tampa, when you're playing Tampa in the playoffs, whether you have home ice advantage or not, at the end of the day, is it nice to have home ice advantage? Absolutely. But I, I, I don't think it's pressing. But at the same time, it's when you add up all these points, would have been nice. It's also a thing of, I just, I I get sick of the fact that you almost know it's NHL script riders at their best, where it's a sub 500 hockey team the Leafs are playing. Um, Here comes an embarrassing loss in a way. Yeah. Uh, Which just, it, it, I, I, to a point, Alex, I like routine. I like repetition uh, until I don't. And, you know, if it's something I enjoy doing, it's fine. But when it's a team that, you know, obviously as a Habs fan, I have a very different relationship with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. One that, you know, I don't want them to to succeed. No offense, Alex. Um, But, you know, when you have that and then you keep hearing the same damn headlines every Saturday night, it gets a little annoying. Speaking of annoying headlines, I think think we should talk about the fact, Alex, that – Austin Matthews is going to be up post the All-Star game. It's three weeks mm-hmm. with a sprained knee. Sure. So it, Alex, I knew the moment that this injury news came out, what was going to happen, um, or I had an expectation. Somehow it was worse. I saw things like um, people, I think it was Steve Dangle saying, ah, you know, it's not the worst time for injuries because uh, he'll be back when they have a softer schedule against Montreal and that, which I thought, great. Love it. I saw headlines like, should the Leafs pull a, a uh, Gabe Landeskog with Matthews, get the procedure done and have him ready for the playoffs and have the cast face ready uh, for the deadline. I saw all these things, Alex, and I am so sick of it. I am so, so, so sick of it. And he's only been out a few days. How do you feel? Um. First off, welcome to Gary Bettman's NHL. That last one very about... Good very like, good point. The last one about Gabe Landeskog... Yeah. Welcome to Gary Bemmons NHL. Um in the past, the team has fared fi- obviously they're a much better team when Austin Matthews is in the is in the lineup. Historically speaking, they fared fine when he's out of the lineup. I'm not particularly yeah. pressed. Uh and I'm assuming we'll talk about this with uh Ilya Mikheyev when we get to Vancouver. But again, like 
listen, I've been pretty adamant on if the guy's injured, just sit him. Like it's not worth dealing. I, I'm kind of tired with kind of tired of dealing with especially when it comes playoff times and Freddie Anderson was the biggest one where he's so goddamn tired and, and and probably injured that you end up seeing what you end up seeing in the playoffs. But um, listen, he's been, he was playing through an injury. We know that for a fact, literally, we know that for a fact because they said it when Nashville, when he missed a game against Nashville and Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, man, it'll be back in three weeks. Like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing. I, I don't think it needs to go much deeper than he'll be back in three weeks, to be honest. Like, I'm not pressed. I don't think it does. I, I don't think it changes much. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care. Uh, it's like a thing of it, it's it's really just Toronto media at its finest, isn't it? Where here's but I don't think that's a Toronto thing though. Like I think you're pinpointing on that, but don't pretend like any other market. If a person who made ten million dollars in Gary Bettman's NHL, like what do you think they were talking about in Colorado when they did that with game? Mainly is the day the news comes out. Oh, dogs, like, don't worry, guys, I'll address the nation, and it becomes a big song and dance. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. I saw the O-Dog or the Overdrive tweet or whatever, and I'm like, why? Like, who's – like, I get it. It's a shtick. It's it's a radio shtick, and that's fine. It was just odd. You you and I had a very nice text exchange about uh, Skip and Shannon, and I think it's kind of like that. It falls into that world of – Hot topic, hot hot take. Sort of yeah, when they when they take. spend twenty minutes on Steph Curry throwing his mouth guard. Yeah, apparently every time he's ever been thrown out of the game, it's for doing that same thing, throwing his mouth guard. Which I, I guess you know, if it was COVID, like obviously COVID is still around, but those heydays, I can imagine you could do it anyway. That's a discussion for another. I don't know enough about basketball to get into that. And, uh, you know, unless somebody wins the fantasy league and tells me I have to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, no, I just um, the thing of, of stretching like the whole Landeskog discussion and talking about it when we're not even at the All-Star game. I'm like, here's the thing. I think if the Leafs did do that, you know how it's like every team can try and get away with something. But it feels like when Toronto do it, it's always sort of uh, the league are kind of like, yeah, no, we're not going to let that happen sometimes. Mm hmm. I wonder if Toronto doing it would be the straw that broke the camel's back with this LTI crap. Probably not because they're not in a position to do that with the way the cap is. But I wonder if just because it's Toronto, that would be a sort of way of the league start to maybe send a message of saying, like, hey, let's relax here a bit, guys. Um, not to mention if he if this is just a thing where he doesn't need to get some sort of procedure and then you purposely sit out Austin Matthews for two months. If I'm a fan, I'm really pissed off about that. You know, I saw what was that? God, what was it? It was the, um, was it? Uh, I forget the which who, who their opponents were, but the kid who like flew from ridiculous distance to see Jimmy Butler playing, and he didn't play, and it was uh, anyway. And we talked about the load management thing. For oh, the the Warriors did it a couple of weeks ago. That's yeah, how it's the conversation start, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we talked about that specifically on the show, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then the Jimmy Butler thing happened. It's, oh, I didn't see the Jimmy Butler thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid had a sign. He's like, oh, I flew this distance to Jimmy, and then they, the Cameron's boys' reaction when he finds out Jimmy's not playing, and it's like, oh, this is sad. Um, yeah, don't you know? Not to mention, I don't think Matthews would let that happen because 
hockey players are dumb. Do we talk about Ilya Mikheyev, by the way? I mean, like, if you want to. So, he has been playing with a with a bat busted up ACL. Now, Alex, I am not a doctor. Um, I have the handwriting of a doctor. Without so spell I. check, I have the grammar of a doctor. Um, <laughs> but um, there was a whole song and dance, apparently, how you can play with a busted up ACL. Um, Ilya Mikheyev had a threat. I didn't even know he had Twitter. About going on, you know, this was my decision. It was handled properly by the team. Now, Alexander Hinnemian, my friend, my friend for many years now, I have never in my time watching. And how many times do we start a conversation about the Vancouver Canucks by saying, this season specifically, by saying, in all my time being a fan of this game, I have never seen this happen. I have never seen a hockey player put a whole thread out there about, I am confident the way that my injury was handled because that's the way the Vancouver Canucks are feeling right now. I don't think I've ever seen that. Alex, not in hockey. Hold on, do not disturb. No, how could you? Oh, what? You had your phone on. You didn't have do not. Oh, disturb. get out of here! No, oh, Alex, come on. It was me, the one who you never hear notifications. Right, uh, there's no proof. Anyway, yeah, it's just I hate that the Canucks suck. I just, I, I'm super. It's a super. It's a much bigger conversation. I think is in terms of like who makes the final decision right mm-hmm. like that's what this is right like is that that's what the discussion we're having here is is who makes the final decision if you play or not um that i don't know like the, he's cool. saying they handled it well everyone else is saying they didn't like do i i think this is a little bit blown out of proportion to be honest is that fair like i don't it's such a big story i understand why it's a big story i I don't listen i we know dan milstein and and like his stuff in the past he's not he's sometimes like i wouldn't call him he's not as vocal as alan walsh no per se but i don't think he would tell his client to put something like that out there if it the the team was screwing up you know what i mean um see here's the thing is you know i got i got thinking when you mentioned the whole thing of um who makes the final decision and you know what i thought of right away I thought of how Leon Dreisaitl played through a high ankle sprain in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what was the question you posed at the end? There, sorry, I needed to get that thought out before I. No, the uh, it was just I I I don't think Dan Milstein would tell his client to put a statement out like that if the Vancouver Canucks really really did screw up. You know what doesn't help any of this either, and that's a fair point. Um, the fact that, at least to my knowledge, we haven't heard from Tanner Pearson. Yeah, and we probably won't. No, but it's just um, Alex. Sorry, this is really weird. What day of, the, of what day in October were you born again? The twenty. I'm the. I know what you're talking about. I already know what I am. Uh, it's what the twenty seventh of October. Twenty seventh. Okay, I'll see you. The Leafs dog manager. Okay, sorry. So 
you know, okay, the reason I want to bring this up is because I thought it was kind of funny. So people know when those random things go on social media where it's, hey, your birthday determines this stupid thing and what's yeah, yeah. put up. There was one that was really funny. It was like, what's your job? Your birthday is this. And then the day of the month is this with this team. And whoever put this out here, I don't know if they meant to do this, but Rachel Dory's birthday perfectly lined up with this post saying that she would be the Canucks GM. Oh, my God. It's just one of those little troll things where you're like, oh, God, that's hilarious. And, uh, you know, the YouTube channel Urinating Tree? Yeah. He was the GM of the Nashville Predators. And obviously, <laughs> the famous Pecorino is too good right now. Yeah, yeah. Alex, if you care, I am the team dog manager of the Colorado Avalanche. That fits you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's... There's one of the the Avs who I swear has a great dog. I think it's Landis. I could be wrong. Anyway, they all they've all got a great probably. Dog. And I'm you know I'm sure they have a team dog too. And you know what I would Alex? You know what bothers me? Do you what? know what the Avalanche's mascot is? No, what is it? It's a Saint Bernard. I'm pretty sure because it's like rescue dogs and avalanches, right? No. Why is it not a Yeti? Why is it not a Yeti? I don't know. Remember they used to have the Yeti's foot on their uh, shoulder pads too, and it looked yeah, great. Yeah. Great part of the year. Why are we getting away from the Yeti? I like the Yeti man. No respect for the Yeti. Um, no respect for the Yeti. We're talking about Vancouver. Kuzmenko gets the two-year extension. Before we get into the details, uh, Bill Horvat's officially gone, right? Man, I think he was gone like a couple months ago. So this is this is the nail in the coffin. He's gone. He's never coming back. You know. Uh, I mean, never is a bit extreme, but they no, I think you're pretty spot on. Okay, fair enough. Um, Kuzmenko <laughs> does get the extension. It's two years, eleven million is the total. Five point five is the cap hit. It does have a no trade clause, twelve team no trade list. Um, on surface, does level, it actually have that? It does. Yes. Oh, these guys, man, I, I, I don't get that. That I, I don't understand. So. On the surface level, you see this as a sort of bridge deal for a player. And he did have this like nice letter from his family. And I, it was actually very, very wholesome. i uh, never seen a player sort of do that before, but uh, really, really sweet. Now, on the surface level, you see this as a contract where, okay, peak, I mean, sorry, uh, you know, bridge player, bridge contract for this player who's fit in well and all this offense. Um, but when you really look at it, Alex, last episode, you asked, you know, I think when I asked you, what does, the rest of the season look like in a positive way for the Canucks. You sort of said, you know, choosing a direction and sticking with it. What does the Andre Kuzmenko extension tell you about the current direction of the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, it tells me nothing. Okay. Like I don't, what are they, what are they trying to accomplish? Because to me, I understand the signing to an extent. Listen, mm-hmm. you need bodies here now, right? You need bodies here for the next couple of years. And if all goes well, Andre Kuzmenko, I think, is 25, 26. So by the time his next contract expires, he's going to be 28. He's going to be in his quote-unquote prime. And if things continue the way they do, he's going to get a boatload of money. The Vancouver Canucks are probably the team who won't be giving him that boatload of money. So I understand why you want to keep him. You need people here. You need. At the end of the day, even if you're going through a rebuild, you still need some good players. Like you look at, um, 
I'm going to use the Leafs as an example. I think Montreal's an, a good example as well. Uh, JVR, Bozak, Kadri, like they were there when they were rebuilding still good players. Montreal, like they're still some good players as they're rebuilding who are older in age. So what, are you going to trade him in two years? Like what's, I? but now you put, you gave him a no tr- trade clause. Like I'm just, I don't understand necessarily what they're trying to do. I, I don't get it. The, the point about this that I saw from Canucks Twitter, and it's one that you mentioned the Habs that I feel very familiar with. Um, a point that was made very clear around Habs Twitter when this came out, and uh, you'll remember this debate, was back a couple years ago when the Habs were, I forget what, what year this was exactly, but it was the year before, I think it was Tomash Tatar, like Jeff Petrie and Phil Deneau were all up, or maybe two of them. Um, and the point was made that at the deadline, because they had the extra year, it would be smarter to trade them. At the time, I didn't agree with it. Um, you know, hindsight, still think it was the right move, you know, because they got the cup finals out of it. Um, long term, not the smart move, but I am selfish and will take the memories of the cup run. Um, you know, but yeah, team building, they probably should have done that. And what people are sort of saying in Vancouver land is, is it fair to say that right now Kuzmenko is at his highest value? You know, you could probably get a lot for him. And maybe you could look at that as the perspective of a team that is retooling or rebuilding. But maybe this is Vancouver, another example of rebuilding on the fly. Here's what else is funny about this is on Tim and Friends, Elliot Friedman sort of speculated. He said, he's like, this is what he thinks is going to happen. Thinks is going to happen. That you could see Besser being, you've heard this all before, Thatcher Demko. He mentioned, That's a new one. Now, so here's the thing, Alex, to me personally, that if you're if anyone being moved is the sign of a rebuild, excluding Patterson and Hughes because that's just a different caliber. Um, if any of the core members being moved was a sign of a rebuild to me, it was going to be Thatcher Demko because I, I I'm taking this year and I'm ignoring it for Demko. Um, and it sounds like he's going to sp- still be out a couple more weeks, which is not helping Canucks fans and their faithfulness and the medical staff there. Um, you know. Resigning Kuzmenko, but you may be trading, and I'm arguing about a point and a trade that hasn't happened yet. Um, it seems contradictory to me to trade Demko and keep Kuzmenko. But wait, sorry. You, no, no, finish your sentence. My bad. Because you you have a top five goalie when he's healthy. I think argue, arguably in the league, yep. it's going to be hell of a problem. Not to mention, man, like the work and and time they put into Thatcher Demko. Um, you know, and I think if you trade him now, you're also trading him at his lowest value. I just think like it it goes against the message I'm getting from the Kuzmenko signing. Well, so we talk about direction. It's sort of it's sort of like I also don't know what they're doing still. Two two things. I just want to add on to a point you made about Thatcher Demko about trading him at his lowest. Is there a guy on this team you're not trading at his lowest? Connor Garland, Brock Besser, Tyler Myers, OEL. These are all guys we've talked about them trading within the last 12 months. Are they not all at their lowest value right now? That's my point one. Number Shen's two. Shen's the only one who isn't traveling. Shen's the only one. So are, so, are they suggesting? Yeah, yes, yes. 
But like the guys we've been talking about for the last 12 months who they they wanted to quote unquote get rid of are all being traded at their lowest value except those two players. Mm-hmm. But my point about my question about Kuzmenko is are they suggesting that they've signed Kuzmenko to a two-year extension only for them to trade him now? Like what's the I don't I don't get this. So you thought I'm going to sign Kuzmenko to then trade him at the deadline. So he has another two years, or is this a, we're going to trade him next year. Do you want to talk about the conspiracy theory of this? Yes. Yes. Cause I think we've both seen it. I don't believe this because if it's true, it's really dumb. The word around Canucks land is that this signing is to help keep Elias Patterson happy. And wanting to be there because so if you look at Kuzmenko's uh, extension, which obviously kicks in next season, he will basically be on the team in a UFA the year after Pedersen's RFA current deal is up. Uh, Pedersen will have RFA rights and all that. But, you know, conspiracy tinfoil hat will say this is to try and keep Pedersen happy. And I would assume also if you are pitching any direction of this team, Hughes is different. He's got five years left, whatever. You know, starting this July 1st, Pedersen will be eligible to be extended. And he was he's probably going to be priority number one now after the deadline, I would say. Obviously, you you can't officially negotiate, but let's be honest, you know, right on. Go, go to dinner with him, write something on the napkin, pass it over the table type of thing. Exactly. You know, big conspiracy theory. It's all that make Pedersen happy. No, I, I, I'm not insinuating I mean, that Patterson is has his boots on the table saying you make me happy. It's like the Canucks internally trying to get a thing of don't leave, please. We're good. Trust us. We love you. Please stay, Elias. I mean, I feel like we've seen that before. It's definitely a little believable. Well, so Josh Norris, you know, excluding the injury problems this year, hell of a player. Remember at the time of the Eric Carlson trade, the word was him and Kachuk were roommates or whatever, and it was like that was the reason he was a big part of the trade, which is extremely believable and luckily has worked out well for the Sens. Again, ignoring the problems this year, but tremendous hockey player. So, yeah, it is believable, but I really hope it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely believable. Again, I did not. Now it's just pure speculation. But again, this I, it's at the base level, it's the Vancouver Canucks signing a good player. But then it's like, okay, let's look beyond that. Yeah. What are they doing? Like, what you, are they doing? <laughs> I don't get it. Here's what could make you really angry too, if you're a Canucks fan, is do you remember what Andre Kuzmenko's current cap hit is? Yeah, it's like eight hundred grand. Nine hundred and fifty k. You could trade that level of player in a flat cap world and get a king's ransom. But you know, we'll see if this is the right move. And I hope I am. I hope to God, Alex, this is the last time we talk about the Canucks for a couple weeks, because I am fed up with it. Great content in this in in this fashion. I'm sure we'll talk about them in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully, uh, they've traded this guy, this guy, and this guy. Yeah, but in the sense of let's just relax and not be 
idiots here, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I want to touch on two more things: the Leafs and the Habs. Oh, I think yes. we do have to talk about some stuff about them because we do like these teams. Um, but I want to rewind the clock to before their losses. Well, I mean, I'm one of these games is going to be a Habs loss. The other one is a Leafs win. I want to start with the Habs one. Uh, because this was the game against Detroit. Um, they do lose in overtime because, of course, they did because they were wearing the retro reverse jerseys. Their best performance in those jerseys, though, very admirable. Um, the Laval line of Pizzetta, Harvey Pinard, and um, why can't I remember his name? Pizzetta, Harvey Pinard, and Alex Belzeal. There it is. Um, were tremendous in this game, Alex. Uh, now here's something a, a fact that I thought was extremely relevant, and I love that Sportsnet stats knew what they were doing when they posted this. Um. Raphael Harvey Pinard is the first Canadians player to score four goals within his first nine career NHL games since Brendan Gallagher in 2013. Um, anyone who doesn't know, Raphael Harvey Pinard's nickname is Lavalager. Laval Gallagher. You know, we've talked about it on the show. Um, you know, I saw a smart ass be like, hey, Matthews did that in like 40 minutes, and it was like, you just you're just missing the point. Idiot. Um, don't know what the point of you tweeting that was. Um, but I just thought that was so poetic. And I'm again, I think I've been screaming that he was close to making this team like a year ago. Yeah. Um, he played last year, right? A couple of few games. Well, I mean, to be fair, everyone did. That's a good everyone point. Did. Um, but good no, point. no, he did have games. Uh, he did have games. Yeah. He's not, right. uh, you know, I didn't talk about this after that game, but the disrespect to Harvey Pinard after that Leafs game, um, from, Certain outlets and certain people was a bit annoying to me, but you know, it's almost like, hey, there's a young player you've never heard of who's scoring goals. Oh, maybe because they was developed. Oh, sorry that you've never heard of this player before. Guess what? I can. There's probably a line of people on the Sharks we've never heard of. Get over it. Which anyway, shark? Sure, which shark? Sure, the San Jose Sharks? Yes. Who else? I don't know. Is there another organization of sharks I don't know? Um, the expanding the the, the Barracuda. No, no, no that's not a shark. San Jose Barracuda, though. Yeah, Have you ever seen a Barracuda in real life? No. Yeah, like I don't know if they're normally. Have you? I don't think so. I Unless there's one at Ripley's, I never know. The only time I've ever seen a Barracuda is watching Finding Nemo at the beginning. You know. Yeah. Rip, by the way, the Nemo's family. Man, I don't even know what a barracuda really looks like. There's a barracuda Pokemon. I don't know if it looks like that. No, it did. Looking at it, it's based off. Okay, oh, okay. The, the Pokemon is based off a of barracuda. I'm yeah, looking, yeah, oh, they're long, eh? I'm looking at pictures of a barracuda now. They're long. They don't look very threatening. Tell that to Nemo. Um, I haven't seen that movie in years, by the way. They're ugly, eh? Very yeah. ugly. Why are you laughing, Alex? Just this conversation. Why? Just anyway, funny, man. Go Laval. It's really funny. Last night there was a line of um it was Owen Beck, Christian Dvorak, and I think Pazetta, maybe, maybe. And it was just like, okay, here's a guy that could be in the AHL, a guy playing in the CHL, and then as I was it was, and then it was Christian Dvorak. It was shades of and Christian Dvorak. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Sorry, sorry man. <laughs> man. Man. Why do you put it like that? It's just poor Christian Dvorak. Uh, something we forgot to mention, by the way, with Matthews being out, uh, Alexander Barkov just does take his place in the All-Star game. Alex, um, 
obviously William Nylander has had a sensational season. And people were very much saying that he should have taken Matthews' place. I want to get your opinion on this before I go, because you obviously know I am a a, a very big fan of Alex Barco. And I want you to ignore the fact. Actually, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you want me to ignore the fact what? I would no, no, because I'm going to use that argument. But I didn't want, I didn't want to kind of screw the standards of the debate. But do, um, are you okay with with Barkov going over Nylander or any of the defensemen in the whole division? I mean, they probably the Atlantic might need one defenseman, but I guess not. I don't. Uh, again, this game's not for me, so I don't really care. You know, if there is one forward, if there, if, there, if there were two forwards in the Atlantic Division, I could count to play defense. It's obviously Bergeron, who I don't think is going, and um, Sasha Barkov. Because here's the thing, is I don't think people realize that Barkov, his points per game is actually very similar to Nylander. It's just because he was hurt to start the year. Um, I don't think it's egregious to send Alex Barkov, who is still having a great year. And I think he reminded people last night um, – Ties the game up against the Bruins with like a second left. Thank you for crippling me in fantasy. Appreciate it. Um, um, and also, wait, why did he cripple you in fantasy? Because I had Swayman. Oh, oh, and he started. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And Pasternak would have had the game-winning goal, which would have been a little more extra points. But then it was just like, hey, there, uh, no. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah, and not to mention, like, he's an incredible player who's the host of the host. Sorry, he's the captain of the host city. Um, Yeah. Again, I love Nylander, but, like, I don't think it's egregious to some people who think the fact that he didn't go and the guy he lost out to was Alex Barkov. Very good player, by the way. And I think it's fair to say, I think he's he's a better player than Nylander. I don't think you would even debate that. No. Yeah, he's Sasha Parker. You did go to the Rangers Leafs game, by the way, with our good friend Mike. Was he gracious in defeat? Uh, I, you, you, <laughs> guess. Take a guess. Oh, come on. No, <laughs> take a guess. No, come on. Take a guess. What what do you think? I'm sure in the fee, in the, the immediate aftermath he was not. The immediate I don't think he was the any point after. <laughs> What did you expect? Really, it's uh, you know, it's fair enough. Um, it's Mike. Yeah, I mean, you that's know, what I'm going to leave it at. No, no, no. Come on, go no, on. No, that's what I'm going to leave it at. It's Mike. Why? Because I'm not getting myself in trouble. Why? Because he's going to listen. He's going to call you back. Me, 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 me. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I've never so just unbelievable during the game. <laughs> Was it that bad? No, I just wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> oh, he was like trying to tell me something about William Nylander. I'm like, shut the, shut up. I don't care. I can't. I'm I literally, gonna... I literally said that too. I I hope that I'm gonna make sure he listens this far into the show. Why? It's gonna be funny to see it go off the group chat. Don't you know what? Since you're doing this, I can't. Don't ever complain about how I antagonize him. Yeah, you see, the way you've Don't been going off lately, you and my bullying ever, me. It's time I'm to not bullying I'm not bullying you. You were I part of it. I you, were trying to, you were trying to overthrow me as deputy, as, as commissioner. You want me gone. No, these are not facts. Someone will run the league. It will fall to chaos and ash. These are lies you are spewing. Speaking of the Rangers, by the way, who... Um, 
they were supposed to have their pride night, even put out the ticket holders. You know, they're going to have their, their warm-up jerseys and this whole thing. Uh, fans go to the game, warm-up starts, they wear their normal blues. Alex, so I'm not going to speculate as to what this is, but I will say this. Um, I was really hoping after the Ivan Provorov stuff that it wasn't going to set some precedent to sort of for this to happen. And it's one of those many times in life where I'm wrong. And it seems like we're starting to go that way. I don't know. It was super weird. Um, Alex, your timer. Come on. Oh, what timer? Your timer that just went off. I I didn't even hear anything. Oh, okay. I, I oh my God! You can play with this on me. I my time. Out of here. You have to put your band your uh, bands on. Oh, <laughs> Did you remember I that? Asked, I don't have braces You're, anymore. I'm just making a joke. Um, oh God! No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a you know, that's that's Those so the... baseball that joke. I completely uh, I forgot about it. <laughs> Oh man! Um, let what me. Are, what let, are we talking? No, about? let me go back. Let me start my sentences with, without the timer. Um, what timer, Alex? See, you I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I was just. It was just Rain. the whole series of events was super weird, and then their explanation after offered no answer to what had happened because they advertised it and then didn't follow through. Which I'm like, ah, but why? I just want to know why. Like I'm that's gonna it. Whole, I'm gonna get the. Do you have the statement uh, up? Because otherwise, I, I I don't have the statement up. Sorry, but I'm, I was I'm already on, it. on Twitter. I was reading it last night. Um, uh, shout out today that they post the one year anniversary of Lundquist's number being retired. All right, oh. guys. Let's yeah, so I, I found it weird that they said they were gonna do this, didn't do it, and then never addressed it properly but that's uh that's sports it is disappointing i think it is um you know um again i know there's a very mixed crowd for this stuff um but you know i i would be you know if again if i'm a member of that community um and you know it's a game where again it's just um it doesn't feel very much for the fans, right? I'm just, as I'm trying to find this, I see this tweet from January 24th. Saturday was the best day with the best fans. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, guys. Who said, tweeted that? Uh, the Rangers. Like, I guess they had one on Saturday or something. Oh. But it's just sort of like, yeah, but do you? Especially because like it means something that not only is this two original six teams that have this both sort of happen. If it's to do with an individual player, it's gone very quiet which is leading people to presume that it is a high-profile player. Um, and, you know, say what you want about the Flyers, at least they made Provorov open to the media to talk after, um, even though that they weren't really allowed to really follow up a lot. But, um, you know, uh, it's, it's very disappointing. I'll say that. I think it's very disappointing. Anything else? No. Uh, do you have the statement? Or I, don't I can't know. find it. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I'm sure people. But yeah, it's a nothing statement. One of those sort of. There's not even enough where you know those crappy PR statements where you can read between the lines. There's not even that much. Oh. So. So uh, it's not an NHL statement. Yo, know, let me see if I screenshot it on my phone because normally I do if we're gonna talk about something. 
Um, the Garden and the Rangers hosted their seventh annual uh, Pride Night on Friday, but contrary to what the itin uh, the uh, itin Adam, but contrary to what they initially advertised, the team did not wear special warm-up jerseys. One player told the Post that he just saw the regular Lady Liberty. Um, okay, so that's not even the statement. I that's weird. Normally, I always screenshot it, but I did not. Um, very strange. Very strange. Hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess even the, a player told someone that they they were expecting to wear it and then they weren't. Um, that's very weird. That's very weird. Uh, okay, a few quick notes before we end the show then. Um, for the first time in his career, McDavid will not be taking part in the fastest skate. Uh, event the all game, yeah. Mark Spector tweeted that. Um, that's it. Kind of feels why like not? I I don't. What's he doing instead? He wants to do accuracy shooting. Apparently, screw that. He's the oh. fastest skater in the NHL behind Ilya Mikheyev. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. It feels like um. This this kind of worries me. It's kind of like the thing of um. Like no one takes the dunk contest seriously as a star player anymore in the the NBA. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't like that either. To be honest with you, that rubs me the wrong way. Um, yeah, Barkov's there. Ooh. I'm doing this as I try to quickly clear out my phone as well. Um, did you see what's going on in St. Louis, Colorado, the other day? Uh, are you talking about a certain goaltender? Yeah, I am. If, uh, if I saw it last night and I literally laughed, like I, I what else am I supposed to do at this? Point? I don't get it. I just don't understand. If the refs had just stayed out the way, I think we were going to get a goalie fight with Bennington finally. But we didn't get it. Fake tough is all I have to say about Jordan Bennington. Imagine egging on the crowd down three nothing to the reigning defending Stanley Cup champions. Like who are you? Oh my god. I don't get it. I don't understand how you do that. It's them, ma'am. Uh they are them. He it's is- him. It's him. Is there anyone else on that team that does that? Um no. Remember when um what's his face? Um when Craig Berube was like, yeah, it'd be nice if he could just stop the puck. That was like a month ago. He stopped yeah. for a month, and then uh, and then here he is. There's the Kuzmenko. <sighs> um, I don't get it. Uh, another thing that people made a point of saying, by the way, of Kuzmenko is that's another winger making a lot of money. Be nice if they could get a, a few centers, but I guess JT Miller has to work. Um, that's unfortunate. Uh, at the intermission last night, LA Freeman did say that the PA is close to naming a new leader. New executive director. They're believed to be down to their final two or three candidates, wow. and amongst them, Mike Gillis. And uh, I really hope so, um, because that sounds like it could be a little explosive. That sounds I'm, like fun, and I'm very happy about that. That's that's cool. And uh, finally, we mentioned that Alexander Barkov. No, 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 not finally. The second last thing. That's the um, yeah. So last night, yeah, Boston lose. Mm-hmm. For their second straight time, for the first coming, time all year. Are they coming down to earth? I'm just joking. Are the Boston Bruins tired? Sorry. Um, I just had to ask. I'm just, not serious. But. I just love that it's not even the first time they've lost back-to-back in regulation. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the funniest. 
Here's oh, there was something from Frank Saravelli I wanted to 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 shoot to you here. I saw going around. Uh, so Frank Saravelli on Daily Faceoff had this thing of saying, um, "If the Bruins are indeed in on Horvat as expected, and Brandon Carlo is going the other way, then the Bruins would do well to add Luke Shen on their back end and pair him up." Damn, Frank Saravelli. Like like Matt Grizzly. Imagine they add, add Shen and Horvat. Like, what do you I'd do? Be, I'd be very upset. Again, I think Kyle Dubas just puts in his resignation right there and then. Especially if the Leafs don't get a, a big name target that I think you would definitely like them to get, and that being Timo Meyer. Um, now on insider trading, LeBron Pierre, good guy, love him. Uh, did say that the Devils are looking for a top six winger, but they want someone who will be with the Devils past this year, so not a rental. That's why Timo Meyer fits the bill because he obviously is an RFA. Uh, also, uh, Josh Anderson could fit the bill as well, New Jersey. Uh, I'll take Alexander Holtz if you want, please. Or Josh Anderson? Just saying, though. he's valuable. Apparently, Jesus Christ. Sorry, that's 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 worse than the bed. That's that's bad. That's worse than the bench rot. Uh... Is it though? Yes, 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 Is it worse yes, than yes, 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 yes. 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 A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. No, that's a good shout for for the Devils. Uh, because I saw that obviously we've been talking or it's been talked about that they want to add a forward. Timo Meyer's on the market. Uh, he's gonna be an RFA. I, everyone's talking about his qualifying offer being ten million dollars, and I fully understand that. But I think if you're a team with cap space, you know. Also, you know, if you sign him to an extension, he's not making ten million dollars. He's just not. He's not a ten million dollar player right now. So there's oh. that. Uh, can I make another suggestion for Timo Meyer? Other than the New Jersey Devils. Before you do, two yeah, quick okay. points I'm going to make. Because um, uh, depending on his on his age, this is one risk you would, you would go. Because he's 26. He could do his QO with him walk the next year. Yeah. Um, but a good thing for them is what's been said about the Devils. Can they check? You know who's a pretty – you know who could probably help you get a little tougher? Team um, Meyer. Team Meyer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go on. Okay, so I was thinking about this on my oh, way. Sorry, out. sorry. One, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. We uh-huh. share a birthday, Timo Meyer and I. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, my so I, I was thinking about this last night uh, on my way up from work, uh, thinking about Timo Meyer, and there's one team in particular who we keep talking about them getting a certain right winger from Chicago uh, to reunite with Artemi Panarin, right? Yes. Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. Why would it, why? I know he, it's going to be a lot of money and they already have money tied up. Yeah. But don't you think Timo Meyer to the New York Rangers would be be a good fit. Like, remember when James Dolan cleared the house? He one of the things was people were saying that he watched them play against the New York New York Islanders and they got thrown around, and he did not like that. Timo Meyer is a big guy who can score. 
who can get points. Th- that fits the bill exactly of what they're looking for. Like I understand why you want Pat- why you'd want to go out and get Patrick Kane. But I'm thinking for the long term now it's going to cost a lot of money so maybe that's the the, the and like that's the end of the conversation. But I think a top six that includes Panarin, Zabinijad, Kreider, Trocek, um, Timo Meyer, and name a sixth guy. I, I don't Barclay think that's Goudreau. Sure, Bar- even if Barclay Goudreau's the sixth guy in the top six, that's not a bad. That's a good top six to me. Here's something else you could do, Alex. Um, you get him, you have him, you have a playoff run. You can't work out a good deal for you. He's still in RFA. You still control his rights. Trade him. I thought of. I feel like that's all. That's it's an option. Is all it's an option. To me, it seems like an extremely difficult option because. Because wherever he goes, basically, can he can it? It's the Joss Anderson thing that I'm going to be a year, year, year away from UFA, so you give me or what I want or I leave. But you know, I'm sure. just it's an option. It's an option, but it's yeah, it's, it feels like a feels like a tough one. Um, but yeah, like the Rangers, I don't know, seems like a really good fit for what they could be looking for. I, I, like I, I wouldn't want to play. I That would be a tough, tough top six. Um, I, I do like it. I do like it. Um, I think you work in Montreal, too. I'm sure he would. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but... Um, and this is why he's going to be a Tampa Bay Lightning. Alex, you know when you're just kind of... You, you fiddle with things when you're talking? Yeah. I was playing with this pencil sharpener. And you broke it? And everything. all over me, now. And on that note, we're going to end the show. Um, Thank you for listening. We should have a special announcement on Wednesday. Hopefully. Um, The podcast will be back to its true form, hopefully, if you know what I mean. Um, Check us out on every social media platform, especially the TikTok and the Facebook. I hate Facebook. Um, that's always fun. Uh, tweet at Alex. Remind him to turn off. Do not dis- turn on. Do not disturb. Uh, <laughs> um, oh God, what else is going on? Um, yeah, uh, ratings and all that. Wherever you listen to us, I don't know. Uh, let us know if you listen on Stitcher. I want to know if anyone else uses that site. Um, voice said, "Are we still on that?" A good question. Oh, okay. Well. Before what? Go ahead. You what? I hate the Negro Grangers. I thought we were gonna. Yeah. I thought we were gonna just end it and do the music. Why? No, I was just gonna before end. I was gonna say what a trade by the Colorado Avalanche and the San Jose Sharks. Oh God, yeah, Mariah Merkel. I don't care. <laughs>